Section 8 of Aspects of Love, an Anthology. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Tony Addison. The Sonnets by William Shakespeare. 41. Those pretty wrongs that liberty commits, when I am some time absent from thy heart, thy beauty and thy years full well befits, for still temptation follows where thou art. Gentle thou art, and therefore to be won, beauteous thou art, therefore to be assailed, and when a woman woos, what woman's son will sourly leave her till he have prevailed? Ah, me, but yet thou mightst my seat forbear, and chide thy beauty and thy straying youth, who lead thee in their riot even there, where thou art forced to break a twofold truth, hers by thy beauty tempting her to thee, thine by thy beauty being false to me. 42. That thou hast her, it is not all my grief, and yet it may be said I loved her dearly, that she hath these of my wailing chief, a loss in love that touches me more nearly. Loving offenders thus I will excuse ye. Thou dost love her, because thou knowest I love her, and for my sake even so doth she abuse me, suffering my friend for my sake to approve her. If I lose thee, my loss is my love's gain, and losing her, my friend hath found that loss. Both find each other, and I lose both twain, and both, for my sake, lay on me this cross. But here's the joy, my friend and I are one. Sweet flattery, then she loves but me alone. 43. When most I wink, then do mine eyes best see, for all the day they view things unrespected, but when I sleep, in dreams they look on thee, and darkly bright, are bright in dark directed. Then thou, whose shadow shadows doth make bright, how would thy shadows form, form happy show, to the clear day, with thy much clearer light, when to unseeing eyes thy shade shines so. How would, I say, mine eyes be blessed made, by looking on thee in the living day, when in dead night thy fair imperfect shade through heavy sleep on sightless eyes doth stay. All days are nights to see till I see thee, and night's bright days, when dreams do show thee me. 44. If the dull substance of my flesh were thought, injurious distance should not stop my way, for then despite of space I would be brought from limits far remote where thou dost stay. No matter then, although my foot did stand, upon the farthest earth removed from thee, for nimble thought can jump both sea and land, as soon as think the place where he would be. But ah, thought kills me, that I am not thought, 
to leap strange lengths of miles when thou art gone but that so much of earth and water wrought i must attend time's leisure with my moan receiving naught by elements so slow but heavy tears badges of either's woe Forty-five. The other two, slight air and purging fire, are both with thee, wherever I abide. The first my thought, the other my desire. These present absent with swift motion slide. For when these quicker elements are gone, in tender embassy of love to thee, my life being made of four, with two alone sinks down to death, oppressed with melancholy, until life's composition be recured by those swift messengers returned from thee, who even but now come back again assured of thy fair health, recounting it to me. This told I joy, but then no longer glad, I send them back again, and straight grow sad. 46 mine eye and heart are at a mortal war how to divide the conquest of thy sight mine eye my heart thy picture sight would bar my heart mine eye the freedom of that right my heart doth plead that thou in him dost lie a closet never pierced with crystal eyes but the defendant doth that plea deny and says in him thy fair appearance lies to side this title is unpanelled a quest of thoughts all tenants to the heart and by their verdict is determined the clear eyes moiety and the dear heart's part as thus mine eyes due is thy outward part and my heart's right thy inward love of heart forty seven Betwixt mine eye and heart a league is took, And each doth good turns now unto the other, When that mine eye is famished for a look, Or heart in love with sighs himself doth smother, With my love's picture then my eye doth feast, And to the painted banquet bids my heart, Another time mine eye is my heart's guest, And in his thoughts of love doth share a part, so, either by thy picture or my love, thyself away art present still with me, for thou not further than my thoughts canst move, and I am still with them, and they with thee. Or if they sleep, thy picture in my sight awakes my heart to heart's and eyes' delight. 48. How careful was I when I took my way each trifle under truest bars to thrust, that to my use it might unused stay from hands of falsehood in sure wards of trust. But thou, to whom my jewels trifles are, most worthy comfort, now my greatest grief, thou best of dearest, and mine only care, art left the prey of every vulgar thief. Thee, have I not locked up in any chest, save where thou art not, though I feel thou art, 
within the gentle closure of my breast, from whence at pleasure thou mayst come and part, and even thence thou wilt be stolen, I fear, for truth proves thievish, for a prize so dear. 49. Against that time, if ever that time come, when I shall see thee frown on my defects, when as thy love hath cast his utmost sum, call to that audit by advised respects, against that time when thou shalt strangely pass, and scarcely greet me with that sun thine eye, when love converted from the thing it was, shall reasons find of settled gravity, against that time do I ensconce me here, within the knowledge of mine own desert, and this my hand against myself uprear, to guard the lawful reasons on thy part, to leave poor me, thou hast the strength of laws, since why to love I can allege no cause. 50. How heavy do I journey on the way, when what I seek my weary travels end, doth teach that ease and that repose to say, thus far the miles are measured from thy friend. The beast that bears me, tired with my woe, plods dully on to bear that weight in me, as if by some instinct the wretch did know, his rider loved not speed, being made from thee. The bloody spur cannot provoke him on, that sometimes anger thrusts into his hide, which heavily he answers with a groan, more sharp to me than spurring to his side, for that same groan doth put this in my mind, my grief lies onward, and my joy behind. 51. Thus can my love excuse the slow offence of my dull bearer, when from thee I speed, from where thou art, why should I haste me then? till I return of posting is no need. Or oh, what excuse will my poor beast then find, when swift extremity can seem but slow? Then should I spur, though mounted on the wind, in winged speed no motion shall I know. Then can no horse with my desire keep pace. Therefore desire of perfect's love being made, shall nay no dull flesh in his fiery race, but love, for love, thus shall excuse my jade, since from thee going he went wilful slow, towards thee I'll run, and give him leave to go. 52. So am I as the rich, whose blessed key can bring him to his sweet uplockered treasure, the which he will not every hour survey, for blunting the fine point of seldom pleasure. Therefore are feasts so solemn and so rare, since seldom coming in that long year set, like stones of worth they thinly placed are, or captain jewels in the carcanet. So is the time that keeps you as my chest, or as the wardrobe which the robe doth hide, to make some special instant special blessed, by now unfolding his imprisoned pride. Blessed are you, whose worthiness gives scope, being had to triumph, being lacked to hope. 53. What is your substance? Whereof are you made? 
that millions of strange shadows on you tend since every one hath every one one shade and you but one can every shadow lend describe adonis and the counterfeit is poorly imitated after you on helen's cheek all art of beauty set and you in grecian tires are painted new speak of the spring and foison of the year the one doth shadow of your beauty show the other as your bounty doth appear and you in every blessed shape we know in all external grace you have some part but you like none none you for constant heart fifty four oh how much more doth beauty beauteous seem by that sweet ornament which truth doth give the rose looks fair but fairer we it deem for that sweet odour which doth in it live the canker blooms are full as deep a dye as the perfumed tincture of the roses hang on such thorns and play as wanton like when summer's breath their masked buds discloses but for their virtue only is their show they live unwooed and unrespected fade die to themselves sweet roses do not so of their sweet deaths are sweetest odours made and so of you beauteous and lovely youth when that shall fade my verse distils your truth fifty five not marble nor the gilded monuments of princes shall outlive this powerful rhyme but you shall shine more bright in these contents than unswept stone besmeared with sluttish time when wasteful war shall statues overturn and boils root out the work of masonry nor mars his sword nor war's quick fire shall burn the living record of your memory gainst death and all oblivious enmity shall you pace forth your praise shall still find room even in the eyes of all posterity that wear this world out to the ending doom so till the judgment that yourself arise you live in this and dwell in lovers eyes fifty six sweet love renew thy force be it not said thy edge should blunter be than appetite which but to-day by feeding is allayed to-morrow sharpened in his former might so love be thou although to-day thou fill thy hungry eyes even till they wink with fullness to-morrow see again and do not kill the spirit of love with a perpetual dullness let this sad interim like the ocean be which parts the shore where two contracted new come daily to the banks that when they see return of love more blessed may be the view or call it winter which being full of care makes summer's welcome thrice more wished more rare fifty seven being your slave what should i do but tend upon the hours and times of your desire i have no precious time at all to spend nor services to do till you require nor dare i chide the world without end hour whilst i my sovereign watch the clock for you nor think the bitterness of absence sour 
when you have bid your servant once adieu nor dare i question with my jealous thought where you may be or your affairs suppose but like a sad slave stay and think of naught save where you are how happy you make those so true a fool is love that in your will though you do anything he thinks no ill fifty eight that god forbid that made me first your slave i should in thought control your times of pleasure or at your hand the account of hours to crave being your vassal bound to stay your leisure oh let me suffer being at your beck the imprisoned absence of your liberty and patience tame to sufferance bide each check without accusing you of injury be where you list your charter is so strong that you yourself may privilege your time to what you will to you it doth belong yourself to pardon of self-doing crime i am to wait though waiting so be held not blame your pleasure be it ill or well fifty nine if there be nothing new but that which is hath been before how are our brains beguiled which labouring for invention bear amiss the second burthen of a former child all that record could with a backward look even of five hundred courses of the sun show me your image in some antique book since mind at first in character was done that i might see what the old world could say to this composed wonder of your frame where we are mended or where better they or whether revolution be the same oh sure i am the wits of former days to subjects worse have given admiring praise sixty like as the waves make towards the pebbled shore so do our minutes hasten to their end each changing place with that which goes before in sequent toil all forwards do contend nativity once in the main of light crawls to maturity wherewith being crowned crooked eclipses gainst his glory fight and time that gave doth now his gift confound time doth transfix the flourish set on youth and delves the parallels in beauty's brow feeds on the rarities of nature's truth and nothing stands but for his scythe to mow and yet to times in hope my verse shall stand praising thy worth despite his cruel hand end of section eight